Welcome to the Resilient Teacher Project. I'm Julie Sohacki, a clinical professor and program director for English secondary education at University of Hartford. If you want to see more, please go to my website, teachertlc.com. It's where I post podcast episodes and other inspiration for teachers. I posted a free wellness and resilience checklist for educator ease during COVID-19. So please go to teachertlc.com for your wellness and resilience checklist. The link is also in the show notes. The Resilient Teacher Project is short professional development segments intended to empower and inspire busy educators. My mission is to grow resilient teacher leaders by offering innovative and inspirational content. All topics integrate teacher self-care and well-being, both in and out of the classroom. I'm not minimizing the seriousness of this pandemic, but I do want to talk to you about increasing your self-care and wellness practices. We need to pay as much attention to protecting our emotional health as we do to guarding our physical health. A virus can invade our bodies, but we get to decide whether we let it invade our minds. I also want to talk to you about the inevitable gifts that come from these uncertain times. And that's what our topic is today, resilience and wellness strategies and practices for educators during COVID-19. You have your students to care for in a whole new way. You may have children of your own at home or aging parents to care for. Your hands are full, yet your schedule has drastically changed. You, for once, have the opportunity to spend more time caring for yourself in ways that were probably not possible just a few weeks ago. I'm blessed that many teachers regularly check in with me and ask me advice on some tough issues in their schools. One experienced teacher has been on the job for almost 20 years and finds herself in a school without regular substitute teachers. One of her team members is frequently absent, and when this happens, she takes on some of the absent teacher students during her regular class time and preps. And this has been a huge stressor for her. We've been working through this together. And now enters COVID-19. Now this teacher has the time she needs to consider next steps. She can look at this problem using one of our resilience practices, mental agility, thinking creatively and flexibly, because she has the time to pause. Another teacher with children wakes at 4 a.m. usually. She gets her son on the bus for school, runs to daycare before work to drop off her other children. After a full teaching day, she needs to think about dinner and after-school sports for her son. Both small children are just getting over the flu. Everything seemed like too much just two weeks ago. And now she can take a much-needed pause. Yes, there are blessings in our current situation. I've talked about slow living before. The idea of slow living means being present, focusing on one thing at a time, putting quality before quantity. It transforms busy and overwhelmed into calm and centered. Maybe this is just a metaphoric deep breath, a hard reset, an opportunity to slow down and come back home to ourselves. We have been in a non-stop pattern of do, 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 pushing ourselves to do more, be more productive, 
take on that one more thing. But now we find ourselves slowing down. There has been a disruption of our patterns. This is the greatest opportunity for new growth. This is an enormous awakening. It allows us to observe and examine how we are living and then take steps to change that if we want to. If you sit in this stillness, your creative juices will flow. This is a halt of our regular patterns. It's a highly creative time. We can make decisions to do things differently. What long-term changes can you make in order to have a better quality of life? It could be the way you run your classroom. You may want to do that differently. It can be something that may happen outside of the classroom. You may decide during these uncertain times that you may want to start a side business. Now's the time for creative thinking. Through the coming months, you will create new patterns that involve more clarity, more awareness, and less busyness and exhaustion. Use this to your advantage. Ask yourself, what am I creating today? Well, there's one thing you can create that will most likely look differently than when you were rushing out the door to teach every morning, and that's your morning routine. You may sleep a little bit later, building sleep reserves. You might enjoy a cup of coffee or tea, slowly waking up. You might drink a large glass of water to hydrate your body, thinking of your immune system. You may start your day outside or in quiet meditation, or even just take a few deep breaths. You can use a journal to write some goals and dreams. I have a journal at my bedside and I write what I'm grateful for. And this shifts my whole attitude into one of gratitude and abundance. Maybe just simply ask, what am I grateful for today? The idea that you can design your morning routine, something that teachers usually cannot do. Just enjoy it and make it your own. Also, let go of the past. Be here now. This is a call for mindfulness. Anxiety is about something that can happen in the future. Instead, live in the now with caution and discernment, not paranoia and phobia. Even before Corona, we didn't know if we'd be here tomorrow. We've always lived in uncertainty. Try to clear your mind completely. We have tens of thousands of thoughts running through our minds every day. Even though we have all of these thoughts, space is not unlimited. We need to protect our minds by quieting it. We are in charge of our minds, and we don't need to let in every thought. We especially do not need negative thought patterns. You know those negative thoughts from your past on repeat? Well, they're toxic. A quiet mind is better than a positive mind because a positive mind can still be turbulent. You can be the most positive person and still have thoughts racing through your mind constantly. A quiet mind goes beyond the internal dialogue. Try to clear your mind for 5, 10, then 15 minutes a day. Think of your thoughts as waves on a beach that come and go 
or a train speeding by the station, let them go. Do not jump in the water or on the train. Just watch your thoughts pass. And then ask, what expectations of normal am I letting go of today? Letting go of the old helps you to move into our new reality. And the practice of being in the present moment brings wisdom. Another tip is to be discerning with your newsfeed. How much of it do you need to absorb? I think we get it. We know what's going on. Yes, you can check in here and there. But if you're constantly on your newsfeed, start really living in real time instead. Focus on reducing your overall stress. I added an article in the show notes called Managing Stress and Anxiety. You may want to look at that. So the idea here is to look at your newsfeed less. We know what's happening. And instead, really start living. Just be grateful for the simple things, for the beauty around us. Speaking of the beauty around us, be in nature, move your body, breathe in the fresh air, feel the sun. We can still do this. 10,000 steps a day if possible. Even if we can't be around people, we still have nature, our beautiful planet that is healing more and more each day since we've been giving it a much needed break as well. So think, how am I getting outside to move my body? How am I drinking in the oxygen that's available for all of us right now outside? How am I putting my face in the sun? And then think about what you're eating and drinking. Eat and drink simply. What are you putting in your body? Eliminate processed foods. Maybe switch to all water at a time when you may not be able to purchase other drinks. Make simple stews and soups and chilies and rice and beans that will last. You can add a little extra water in those as needed. I added some recipes to the show notes. In an article about how alcohol affects our health, it dehydrates us and lowers our immune system. This is definitely not what we need right now. Sugar also lowers our immune system. So be discerning with what you put into your body. It does matter. This is also a time to cultivate self-compassion, giving yourself permission, permission to feel the emotions, permission to take a nap, permission to take a break. So be kind with yourself. Be gentle and cultivate self-compassion. This is also a time to build sleep reserves. In the show notes, I added an article from the Sleep Foundation about how sleep affects your immune system. We are looking for ways to increase, not lower, our immune system, so some extra sleep will help. Do not feel guilty about sleeping in in the morning or going to bed a little early or taking a short nap. All of this will boost your immune system. Also, connect with others in new ways. Students, loved ones, everyone. We as humans need to feel connected. 
I recently created a Facebook group for university faculty, and I enjoy connecting with colleagues at any time I feel through my laptop. Helping someone find a solution has reminded me that we as humans want to help each other. Giving feels good and makes us feel happy. These good feelings are reflected in our biology. A study from George Mole and colleagues at the National Institutes of Health found that when people give, it activates regions of the brain associated with pleasure, social connection, and trust, creating a warm glow effect. Once you practice these wellness suggestions, your cup will be overflowing and then you can give of yourself. Your students need you now more than ever for reassurance, for guidance, for support. Continue to build your community of learners even remotely. Your calm, positive attitudes can change lives. Call an elderly neighbor or friend. Check in on the people you love. We're learning now that we can still be present for people even if we're not physically with them. So ask yourself, who am I checking in on or connecting with today? And then think about meaning and your higher purpose. We have the time right now to reflect on meaning and purpose. What truly brings meaning to our lives? What is our purpose? If you'd like to do some journaling, map out your life. Ask, what has been my story? What is the story now? What is the story of the future? Where am I going next? What are you going to do with this precious time? We have extra time right now. Get quiet and listen to the quiet whispers of your heart, and they will guide you towards your higher purpose. We are living in unprecedented times, yet you are surrounded with so much good. I want to read you a quote from Kitty O'Mara. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows. And the people began to think differently and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, The earth began to heal, and when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and healed the earth fully as they had been healed. Those are beautiful words from Kitty O'Mara. This is a time to keep your immune system strong. And just as a reminder, please go to my website, teachertlc.com. I posted a free wellness and resilience checklist for educator ease during COVID-19. The link is also in the show notes. This is Julie Sohacki. Until next time, take good care.